Season 7, Episode 7 of Billions is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it is the Billions podcast here on Post Show Recaps, where we are breaking down the Showtime series' seventh and final season, episode by episode. I'm Josh Wiggler. Today, we are breaking down Season 7, Episode 7, DMV, and I am joined here by my co-host, who I definitely did not bribe to be here. It was a gratuity, the great Jess Sterling. Jess, why did you call the cops on me? <laughs> we are the DMV, the dirty mother effing varmints. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe that you wouldn't just accept this gratuity. Listen, uh, this $100 just didn't account for inflation. You're a sports fan. <laughs> I see. Chuck Sr. just yep. Chuck Seniering hard on this episode of billions a funny episode of billions a Mm -hmm. sad episode of billions i feel bad for for poor baby philip poor baby philip had a bad week (sighs) yeah but i think this is i think they're setting him up to i I mean at the very least he's not ratting them out right he's not ratting out the trifecta Yes, uh, so the great Emily Fox and I, Billions is our comfort show. It's been terrifying to podcast about, but people seem to be enjoying what we're doing here. And so Emily has, in the past, been like my co-pilot on talking about Billions and also my only audience talking about Billions. And we had a good conversation about Billions on the other side of watching this one where I was like, okay, I think that they're like setting Philip up to do something interesting. She's like, yeah, but he's going to like narc them out probably, right? I was like, no, he's going to be like the silver bullet. He's going to be the thing that Mike Prince can't see coming, the poison pill that there's no way that he has any idea about. And I was like, no, he's going to be like, they're going to depend on Philip, and then Philip's going to disappoint them, and it's not going to go the way that they want. And I thought it was really amazing that we were able to have like such a difference of opinion on, yeah. on this. This episode does a lot of work in getting us to feel like Philip has um, strong feelings on what's going on here at Mike Prince Capital without simultaneously actually making him make a real decision about how he feels at Mike Prince Capital. It was sort of like, we talk about doom loops, doom spiraling. This mm-hmm. was like the Philip doom spiral special. Yeah, it's interesting because even though, I mean, we could say he didn't really make a decision, but at the very least, he knows Wendy and Taylor are up to something and he says he wants complete deniability. He's not necessarily going to wrap them out, yep. um, which feels like a bit of a, a half measure, yes. you know? Um I don't know. I guess I could see both sides of, of your and Emily's opinions on, well, either he's going to get, he's going to be upset even more and get yanked in. Right. Or, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he ultimately is the rat because we know he's very self-interested and we know that Taylor says to him, it's all about the numbers. You have to take emotion out of it. So will that come back to bite Taylor? With right. okay, it's all about the numbers. Philip rats them out because he needs those number high numbers. You know, he needs he wants to earn money. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest concern I have with Philip is he's so tied to Scooter. Yes, and is he really going to screw over his uncle in that way? Because he's not well, just taking down Mike Prince. That's 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 a big piece of this too. Is like if he screws down, if he screws Mike Prince over. He mm-hmm. screws over Scooter unless he brings Scooter in on it. And in right. bringing Scooter in on it, does that really silver bullet Mike Prince or does that destroy right. the entire operation? So this already very complex 
delicate house of cards has just gotten all the more fragile by bringing Philip in in the way that Philip has been brought in. And therefore, Jess, this show, this delicious, delicious, tasty show that's as tasty as a hibachi grilled feast made <laughs> by one Brian Connerty has just mm-hmm. gotten all the tastier. I'm drinking it up like a, uh, a green juice on the other side of a run. Uh, did you notice that Chucky bought Philip uh, a green juice? He's like, come on, let's go get you a juice. It seems like you really worked out really hard. And then they cut to like the place where he's getting the green juice and they're sitting down already. And it seems like they're just starting to have the conversation. But half of the green juice is already gone. Uh, that Phil- green juice. Philip housed half of that green juice real quick. Yeah, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the green juice. Green juice is, is a hard. Uh, some pe- The people who love green juice like swear yeah. by it, live on it. Uh, I could do a green smoothie where like you're sneaking spinach into my smoothie. I, I could do basically that. Basically, a green juice, Jess. Is it? Yeah, I think you're Can talking you about the same the, thing. I feel like a green juice just looks like it tastes like grass, and I don't want that in my life. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Philip wants it in his life, and Philip has it in his life. We hope that you. Yes, you out there want these Billions podcasts in your life. If you do, go to pushyourrecaps.com slash billions. That's the RSS link when you search by URL, pushyourrecaps.com slash billions. You can also just subscribe to our Succession podcast feed here on Post Show Recaps, which is housing our Billions conversations. And if you want to watch us break these episodes down live on YouTube, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube is the way to do that. You'll subscribe to our YouTube channel and you will get to hang out with us on video talking about episodes of Billions. So once again, that's postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. Jess Sterling, take us to the DMV with a QPR, a quick plot recap of Season 7, Episode 7, Billions. Get ready for your worst nightmare, folks. A trip to the DMV and no... I don't mean dumb mother effing varmints. Kevin Rhodes fails his driving test again for the third time. And Chuck Sr. decides it's a smart move to bribe the DMV worker, played by the fabulous Patrick Fischler. Oh, gosh. Speaking of a fill, uh, yeah. a, great, a great fill from the Dharma Initiative is just Love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he swiftly gets arrested, <laughs> uh, and Chuck gets called in to bail them out. He's able to get Sr. off on a misdemeanor, but it does reveal some chinks in Wendy and Ch- uh, Chuck's parenting, and they vow to communicate better from now on. Speaking of... Philip brings an old mentor, Dr. Mark Ruloff, played by Timothy Busfield, to Prince, hoping they could work together to market his self-healing concrete. Things go south, and Prince launch, uh, launches a patent sharking attack on Ruloff, upsetting both Ruloff and Philip. Philip goes to Wendy, who goes to Chuck, who gets the Federal Department of Defense to classify all of Ruloff's work. Ruloff is furious at Philip, but Prince doesn't seem to mind. He says, oh, he'll just he'll just casually declassify the material to literally restructure America as a platform for not his first presidential term. No, 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 no. This oh. is for four years down the line for his second presidential disgusting, term. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. I got I so it. mad at him and Sacker. Oh, God, but we'll oh, talk about this, it. I can't with Sacker this we'll episode. Talk it. We'll, talk about it. we'll talk about it. Yep. Uh, it seems like Philip is aware that Wendy and Taylor are up to something, but he wants, quote unquote, complete deniability and doesn't want to be involved. Elsewhere at NPC, it's performance evaluation time. Except Ryan and Victor say the employees are revolting. If they are evaluated, they'll quit. Uh, so Scooter and Wags devise a plan to secretly evaluate them during a supposed casino night for the employees. 
It works. They have all the information they need based on how each team member gambled. Poor Ben Kim. Just too afraid to do anything. <laughs> yep. uh, one last thing. Apparently the team has a movie night and yes. Scooter never gets invited. Next up, Minico. Yeah. Uh, Jess, did you know that there is a Post Show Recaps uh, podcaster movie night? I would be so upset if I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> and if there was mini golf and I wasn't invited, I would riot. Are you big into mini golf? Are you a huge mini golf person? I love mini golf. Yeah. This is your game? I'm really good at mini golf. Really? Yeah. I feel like we talked about this once one other time. I don't know if it was on community building where there was like supposed to be some kind of challenge. Uh, to try. I'm really good at mini golf. I really enjoy it. I hate actual golf, but there's just something so quaint about mini golfing. You go get some ice cream when you're done. You get to pick sure. a fun little color ball. Yes. A hit a ball through a pirate ship. Who doesn't want to do that? Sounds like uh, something as complex as a storyline on billions. Uh, what you have just described. Yes. Uh, you have to hit the you have to hit the ball into the thing that shoots out into the beaker that the beaker shoots out into a pirate ship mm-hmm. that shoots out into a spaceship that blasts off into the hole that the ball is supposed to go into. Not dissimilar to the fact that Philip brings in a guy who has invented self healing concrete, the Wolverine of concrete uh has invited mike prince mm-hmm. into this man's world mike prince sharking his way into this guy's world philip is out of options philip goes to wendy because he feels like he's effed up wendy goes to chuck to do something chuck goes to philip to see if philip wants to turn philip doesn't want to turn chuck with this news decides okay well i could go and make a move myself or it could be a trap that wendy is setting me up against so maybe i should go to the government instead and the government comes and they possess the thing and it really is all like Who's at fault here? Or who's responsible for this? At the end of the day, it's always the system, Jess. The system. The system has failed us all yeah. again. Yeah, as... they're going to lock up this stuff and then no... The, it's like, this is supposed to save America with the self-healing concrete and now no one gets it. No one gets it. Um, I, I really liked this episode a lot. The biggest mark against this episode for me is yet another episode with no Bobby Axelrod and I'm starting to... Like, my patience is starting to wear a little bit thin with just, like, the drips yeah. and drabs of Axe that we are getting and more and more I am feeling very very uh strongly that if we are going to move into spinoff territory and we haven't found a way to just back up the money truck the at least the millions to damian lewis's doorsteps so that he can film whatever bobby axelrod show he mm-hmm. needs to in the uk then what's the point why are we doing the spinoffs at all so i really hope that that's where we are going the lack of acts notwithstanding I felt like this was a funny episode of Billions. I felt like it was an emotionally complicated episode of Billions. Uh, And as always, it is an absurd episode of Billions with this incredible Casino Royale performance evaluation, Jess. It was so fun. I think this episode and last episode are my two favorites of the season so far. Like, it took a little bit to get us here. And I'm like you missing Bobby Axelrod as well. Yeah. But... I just thought this was such a fun episode. Like it's ridiculous in all the ways that billions needs to be ridiculous while also like kind of moving the plot forward where now we have Philip who's kind of faced with this decision of, do I want to be against or with uh, uh, Mike Prince at this point? Right. Um, I really, I mean, especially the Chuck senior in the DMV stuff killed me all episode long. Chuck senior is the worst, right? (laughs) He's just like, 
oh, I don't understand why Kevin even needs to take a driver's test. Like, very well, much like a mindset a, of the 1%. Well, I mean, he's a New Yorker. Like, uh, he should just be able to take the train. Though I don't think that that's exactly what Chuck Sr. is talking about. No, uh, no. Yeah. He's like, we're rich. His father is, like, in a high-standing governmental position. Why does he need to take this test at he all? He should be able to just, like, uh, wave a wand uh, and be able to get him in. I do think that there is a point where Chuck Sr. literally says to, to Chuck, our Chuck, he says, I thought you had the juice. Uh, yeah. And so maybe that's what inspired Chuck to go buy fill up a juice later on <laughs> in the episode um chuck senior's out of control in this episode of billions chuck senior gets the very first scene it's him and kevin plus patrick fischler who is always terrific whenever he shows up it's just who is better at playing like the sniffling weasel he uh, always plays this character but he's so dang good at he's it so 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 good at it he's absolutely excellent and this is no exception he's really really funny here uh, as Kevin has failed his road test, his Chuck Rhodes test, uh, he has passed. He is not able to get his license. And Chuck Sr. just wants to buy off a license. And immediately uh, he gets uh, put into handcuffs. Uh, yeah, he, and, he offers him what, like $100 alongside some kind of, I don't know, sports tickets. I don't know what Chris kind of tickets. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, this is not, I'm sorry, but like, I kind of think he is right about the inflation situation a hundred dollars is nothing nowadays it really isn't uh that was it and that'll probably work like a hundred dollars isn't nothing nothing but it's also nothing uh it's also nothing and it is like i was thinking about like oh is this how they're gonna get chuck senior uh we're gonna like al capone him like we're gonna get him on a loophole like we're gonna get him on like a minor thing that's going to take down the whole thing um part of me thought that like the by the end of this episode Chuck was just going to let his father sail off into the... As he should uh, have. Yes. I kind like of feel like that as well. he got off on a misdemeanor. But at the same point in time, he didn't have... Chuck Senior didn't even have to apologize, right? Like, they ended up... Chuck really <laughs> had to eat it for his dad. He had to give some <laughs> rando kid an apprentice, like, yeah. shit, you know, like an internship. Yes. He had to, like, give a huge raise to um to Patrick Fischler. Like... He had to go all, through all these steps because Chuck Sr. refused to apologize. And one of my favorite moments was when they say Chuck Sr. senile. <laughs> yes. And he was like, my mind is sharp as a tack. Uh, like <laughs> Chuck is trying to do everything he can. When he gets called in and he is talking to the man, he's talking to Patrick Fischler and the police officer is there as well. And he's just trying to, like, de-escalate the situation as best as he can. Mm. And he's doing a decent job of being like, my father is senile. I'm very sorry. I know that this was, a you know, an infraction on your honor, all of this yeah. stuff. And then Chuck Sr. just cannot shut up. He just can't stop going off like, you're a peon next to me. Don't you know who I am? Like, just well, going yes. off. He's, and this is the difference between Chuck Rhodes Sr. and Chuck Rhodes is that when Chuck gets down downtown, I like to say, I don't know if they're actually downtown. They get down to the police station. <laughs> I so he's broke him downtown, like, Danny. When Chuck goes downtown, watch yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when Chuck gets there, instead of saying what the, Chuck Sr. says in a, do you even know who I am? Uh, Chuck, I don't <laughs> yes. know why that was his <laughs> Do you even know who I am? <laughs> um, when Great Chuck impression. goes, instead of saying that, he says, are you going to make me say it? The like, do you know who I am? And the woman's yeah. like, no, I know who you are, but uh, this is the situation. And of course, 
of course chuck is just like oh if you want to if you want to call the commissioner oh he's he's in my favorites he's in my favorites <laughs> he's in my favorites is yeah. a great line and he just passes the the phone off mm -hmm. uh so the biggest deal out of all of this i think is the way in which chuck senior taking kevin for the road test reflects upon chuck's own parenting uh and the fact that yeah. he and it was it was kind of amazing that because billions move so fast and because i only take it as seriously as i do jess i very rarely stop to think about like the ways in which chuck himself is you know we focus so much on like chuck's angst about his dad and how horrible yeah. his dad is and we spend so little time on Chuck's own kids. We spend like barely any time to the point where we just found out that rock from and just like that is one of them. Uh, right <laughs> now, now they are. Uh, yes. Before I don't think that was true, but so, I agree. But yeah. it's that exact thing where like, we just don't pay any attention to them at all. And now we are seeing uh, a little bit more of them this season. And what this episode highlights is like, Chuck is always in his own shit. Like Chuck is always focused on his own vainglorious crusade. He's on his own missions, all yeah. of this stuff. And like the withholding of his children from the narrative, I don't know how intentional that actually is versus like kids are hard and inconsistent actors. Like kids are hard to work with and aren't always great on screen. So maybe we just don't need to do all of the stuff yeah. with Chuck's kids. But I think the way in which it starts to continue to advance this idea of like, Careful, Chucky. Careful, Chucky boy. You're yeah. starting to look a lot like Senior. I thought it was pretty fascinating. And Wendy doesn't get away scot-free either. No, I think it is it is an indictment on both of them as parents because he did contact both of them. And both of them were like, I mean, gave the answer of too busy at work. Sorry, too yeah. busy with the eighth storyline. Don't have time for you. Um, Kevin, and uh, I believe, had what the kids call receipts. He did. I loved that line from Chuck Senior. He has yeah. the receipts. He has the receipts. Um, but I, I think it's, gosh, it's a really genius plot mechanism for many reasons, one of which is obviously shows how in, uninvolved Wendy and Chuck have been as of late with their kids. But it also highlights how bad their communication is with one another. Yes. And I think their vow to be better at communicating with one another also allows this whole Philip storyline to progress because yes. if they're not talking, if they're not in communication, Wendy doesn't go to Chuck and say, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. Can you talk to him? So I think that is just a small stepping stone. Like, it's very silly to me that it's like this DMV storyline that kind of sets that up. But I feel like that is this is just the beginning of them kind of collaborating because let's face it, they have a common enemy. They have a common enemy in Mike Prince. Why wouldn't you team up? You know, it's just Wendy's tactics are um, not exactly involving the law. Right. Whereas Chuck might go about it a different way. Um, so I really love that they use something as silly as a DMV storyline to kind of bring Wendy and Chuck back together. We end the episode with them like, you know, Kevin got his license. Watch out uh, city buses. Um, but uh, it seems like they're they've been having a chat and they both kind of know what the other one is up to. Right. Like Chuck knew what Wendy, you know. Chuck knows that what Wendy was doing when she asked to talk him to talk to Philip, she knew what the results would be. Yes. So I like that they have each other's number while they're also communicating a bit subtly, you know? Yes. Yes. So I'm, I've been thinking about what was accomplished in this episode. Uh, and even as you were talking about so much of that, I think really resonates with one of the things billions does so well. One of the things that billions 
does fantastically well is they come up with like a cockamamie storyline that's just utterly ridiculous that somehow incrementally advances in one at least like one important way. Um, and I think like last week, as an example, the John Malkovich of it all, the net result of that is Bobby Axelrod owes Chuck a favor. So now that's on the table as a thing that we'll pick up at some point before the show right. is over. So what was moved forward in this episode based on this entire storyline of, of the DMV? And I think the thing that gets moved forward is the opening of the communication lines between Chuck and Wendy, that they are able to have these conversations that say everything without saying a thing. Uh, and while Chuck operates in a way that Wendy probably would not have necessarily wanted him to operate, Chuck operates in a way that Wendy acknowledges she knew was certainly one of the many possibilities on the board by talking to Chuck in the first place. So I think resetting that, resetting a collaboration between the two of them as both Wendy and Chuck separate from one another have it out for Mike Prince, you got to think that we've just really reset the deck for, I was going to say like an alliance between Wendy and Chuck, but it could be just the two of them have the same shared goal that some shared information could point them closer towards Prince, if not exactly aligned with the same exact shot at Prince. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's like it's it's the difference between them working together yeah. versus having the same goal while working separately. The enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing, which is a yeah. harsh thing to say about the, like the parent of your child, you know, the other parent of your child. Yeah. And but this is the thing it. too is, uh, it's not even just those two, right? Like let's remember how much Bobby Axelrod dislikes Mike Prince too. So it really is like, we're getting the gang together in a, in a way um, to take down this big common enemy. I mean, I'm a little bit, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say surprised, but I would be surprised if by the end of the season, Kate is still on board with Prince. Like, how does she not get such an ick in her when he says, oh, we're not going to do the, the actual, like, concrete the healing itself situation until my second term? Like, that has to, I mean... Kate is not a heartless she, character. She suggests it. Just, it's disgusting. She's the one who has the idea. It's so disappointing. It's very disappointing. Is it um, in like is it in character? Like I have to ask you, is this is this like is this in Kate's character? Is this typical of Kate? I'm trying to think. Uh I think that Kate Sacker has always been out for Kate Sacker. And often that has been in just like sort of like this dazzling way or this like really cool, chilly way that like yeah. we're always like, wow, you're such a badass. This is yeah. great. And for most of the show, that was in alignment with Chuck. And everything that she knows about Prince up to this point is legal, I think, uh, unless I'm misremembering something. I think there's been nothing mm. like supremely illegal, shady and like yeah. shitty and like trash, like fins up, you know, the shark yeah. maneuvers, but by the book using the systems and being rather shrewd about the thing with ultimately like the right goals directed towards, um, you know, being uh, like advancing agendas that she feels good about. And that on the surface are like decent agendas. Like, yes, Prince is like going to roll out the self-healing concrete should he become president ultimately. So like, I guess that's good. 
but the politicization of it and the weaponization of this as political uh, capital yeah. is is horrific and trash and gross and such garbage. But I but I'm not surprised about any of that as it pertains to Prince. I am a little surprised about it as it pertains to Sacker. But Sacker has been walking into this hand in hand with Mike Prince. She has had moments where she could walk away from this. Chuck has warned her off of it. She said no to Chuck. She's her own person. She's going to keep walking into the gates of hell. She is, by her father's uh, advice, going to continue walking down despite the fact that she was thinking about maybe leaving. Wags tried to get her to go. She didn't listen to that. She's listening to herself. Herself is telling her that her political future lies with Mike Prince. And so she has dealt She has dealt with the devil, Jess. And as much as we love Kate Sacker, I don't know. Maybe she's going to have to burn in hell with Mike by the end of this thing. Yeah, I guess it just goes to show like all political people are like. It's a tough game. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's just it's just unfortunate because I mean, if you look at any one of these people involved in this self-healing concrete storyline, none of them are innocent. Right. Like Dr. Mark Ruloff, like no one on the show is. Yeah. No, like he wants credit, which is uh, rightfully so. I'm not, you know, saying that's a bad thing, but. At the uh, basically, he's not gonna be able to roll it out because he does want that credit. And then we have MPC, you know, Mike Prince Capital. Mike Prince is willing to like basically burn the whole thing down to get it. He's gonna do the patent sharking situation, and the government is just gonna take it, classify it, and never do anything with it. Right. So like, no one is looking out for the country in this situation. No, not particularly. The country is really being ignored. The welfare of the people is being ignored in favor of power moves and the game, the gamesmanship of it all, and who gets to advance further down the line. And that is billions. Like that is very much billions. That is also yeah. very much like the world we live in and why progress is so incremental because people's agendas are just front and center first and foremost before the betterment of everybody else and that sucks and is something to be like combated against but even here on billions i think billions the show makes the argument that like your favorite crusaders uh like your wendy's and your chucks even your kate sackers from time to time have themselves kind of front of mind before anybody else poor philip uh, Philip learns a pretty hard lesson uh, in this episode. Philip had been warned against becoming more and more involved in Mike Prince Capital by none other than Scooter himself back when Philip arrived on the scene. Yeah. Scooter didn't want Philip to be anywhere remotely close to MPC, but Scooter has walked in. Uh, he has proceeded down the line and he has gone deeper and deeper and deeper. And now in this episode, he experiences very personal blowback in the form of walking his old professor into a dangerous situation, his professor getting completely hosed by Mike Prince and never wanting uh, the terms of our engagement end now, uh, not when you walk out that door, our engagement ends now. Uh, He is never going to have a relationship with this guy again. He had said earlier, how am I going to live with myself if I don't fix this? He didn't fix it. And on top of that, when he has this alternate offer on the table, Jess, of, well, maybe let's figure out how to turn your rage into action. And Philip is smart enough to be like, no, I smell what's happening. I know what you're up to. Yeah. I don't know what you and does he say you and Taylor and whoever else? No, he he just said he did not mention Wags. Yes. Um, He only mentioned Taylor and Wendy. So maybe he's not positive that wags is involved in this he doesn't know about interesting. Wags. yeah um but yeah i, I think, to do with it he says and i think the reason that 
he suspects Taylor as well as the conversation they have one-on-one where, you know, Philip has missed two meetings. He's very upset about all of this. And Taylor says like, he, you know, Taylor is the one who sends him to talk to Wendy and that there are emotions mixed in with this business and you might want to, you know, be able to separate the two. Um, it's really fascinating. Poor Philip. I mean, to be fair, I also was kind of anti Philip when, yeah, when he's already upset with Prince, he's already upset at the way this meeting has gone down at how Ruloff has reacted to everything. And then Prince says, Hey, what are his weaknesses? Tell me all about Ruloff's weaknesses. And Prince tells, or uh, excuse me, Philip tells Prince all of his weaknesses to go after him. So it's kind of like, yes, he is playing the middle, but he's certainly aligning himself with Prince. Like he defends Prince. He says he's, or at least says, I know Prince well enough to know he's not going to stop. Like if you don't give in, no one's going to be helped. And and you're the one who'll get the Nobel Peace Prize, not Prince, you know? Yeah. So might as well go for it. Um, but as he says, Ruloff is too self-interested. He He's a bit, uh, it's, if he doesn't get all that he wants, he'll burn the whole place down. He's very stubborn. But yeah, I definitely think we're we're in a really interesting spot with Philip where he's been a little bit quieter this season so far and they're kind of pulling him into this this action that's been happening and now telling us that at least he's aware that it's going on. Um not that he wants to get involved, but he knows what's happening. What he doesn't yeah. know anything about seemingly is this whole performance review situation <laughs> yo the por- performance reviews okay so um and maybe i'm a fool but i didn't like fully clock what was happening until it was happening of like all right well we're gonna do like a big sort of casino royale night it's gonna be a great time let's have a blast yeah. we're gonna like throw a big party it's uh you have to be there and you'll want to be there don't you dare call us a family uh, it's a family bonding experience that was very funny because i i do hate when corporate companies call everyone family. horrible Horrible. Nope. Uh, and I'm not paid and, to be around my family. Thank no. you. And so he is going to uh, Wags and Scooter are going to make this thing happen. And they're just they're just taping everything. Uh, I love it's like so this was like the Milgram experiment. Like, did you just want me to like shock Victor? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, and so like, yeah, it just ends up being like this horrible psychic warfare uh, that gets yeah, they, they, on everybody. They see how people gamble, right? And they, and to be fair, they do offer the winner private air travel and all expenses paid trip to Ireland, which Peach ends up winning. It's so great. It's so incredible. Yes. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. We have like Ben Kim, who's just standing around holding his, the chips that he's given at the beginning the whole time. Yes. Uh, Victor, who is aggressive, but smart. Tuck thinks he has some sort of system and he's up getting more and more, Yo, and more Tuck, chips. Tuck putting on the hoodie and the sunglasses. Um, very, very, very funny. Uh, just like the classic poker player going on Survivor and getting voted yeah. out first or second vibe. Very funny. So funny. Taylor unsurprisingly crushing it at Texas Hold'em and uh, Dollar Bill being a nihilist at the craps table. Yeah. Uh, and so, they're, yeah, they have this person who comes in and does an assessment of everyone and kind of translates it to how it would work in the workplace. So they don't need the cooperation of the uh, either the employees or the team, depending on if you're Scooter or Wags, how you want to label them. Uh, but this is really interesting. And I, I love them turning it around on Victor and Ryan because – Am I stupid? Like, why is it that they don't want this performance evaluation? Like, that's how you get compens. That's how you get your bonuses. Like, do they just not want to be? I think that they're being. Like, I feel like um they have felt like really scrutinized uh and like not trusted, and there has been a lot of change and turnover and all of this stuff, and like 
now Mike is running for president and you're going to bother to evaluate us. We're just like, you know, like keeping this thing alive while you're out there, like, yeah. uh, you know, running for office and being like a, you know, captain douche out there uh, on your paid advertising time. And I think that they're just like sick of it. And I think that they're trying to basically advance the idea of like, we are owed all of the things that we would get from a perform. Like, what kind of performance review do you need? Does our performance not speak for itself? Are you not entertained? Uh, so I feel like that's yeah. a little bit of it. And then, of course, uh, like, no, like everyone is just trying to one up each other on this show. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, it turns out Wags ended up spending about forty nine hundred dollars. Wags deciding to like go and gamble and not like connecting at all with the idea that he too would be monitored. Very like, fun. bro, very you wag. set this up. Yes, very wag. <laughs> and I love how as a result he's like, "You're not coming to mini golf, Scooter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> disappointing. Really disappointing for Scooter. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think like the casino night kind of just feels like a, like a, like one of those, like sort of like larky, uh, billions plots. Um, I have no idea who the person they, they were consulting with was, but I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. like a real poker person, uh, would be my guess. I have no yeah. idea, but that seems like very billions, like a very billions thing to do. That was probably someone like mega famous that I'm not clocking at yeah, all. If, if it is super sorry, I'm not, very, a, I'm not a poker person, not very a poker sorry. player. A very continued layman billions experience happening here <laughs> live on the pod. Uh, and yeah, I think, um, I think it was very fun. I thought that it was a really great, like billions ish storyline. Uh, I'm disappointed that there's no acts here. We are still like all bombs away on Mike Prince here, uh, who continues to. I hate Mike Prince so much. Uh, like every like Corey Stoll is so effective as Mike Prince. He is just like exactly the person that you want all of these people to rally behind. It's so funny Truly, because yeah. back when Axe was the co-lead of the show, there would be times where you were really rooting for Chuck and times you were really rooting for Axe. I don't think I've ever once rooted for Prince ever. I don't think it's ever happened. Maybe to, to get like the Olympics in New York. Cause that could have been cool for New York. Uh, Maybe like- at like the very, very beginning. I do think early on when he's first presented on the show, he is presented in a way of like, is, can there be a good billionaire? And the very clear answer to that question has been like, absolutely not no. what a stupid question <laughs> you know? yeah no you can't yeah. and yeah. he's just gotten worse and worse and worse and i think what's made it also worse is the fact that we have wendy who is like an yeah. incredible psychologist and therapist saying he's an egomaniac yes. who wants to be a dictator and doesn't realize it and that i think is if people didn't weren't already catching on i think that clicks in people's head a lot of like oh my god you're right like he yes. is um no he's awful like the fact that you're using literally restructuring america as like a we could get it done in our first four years but we want to use that to get in good for the with the voters for the second term like that's disgusting right like everything about this guy i mean we don't know a ton about ruloff like we know this is his life's work and the fact that He's, like pitched, is, he's sort of pitched to us as like crotchety and all this stuff. But the thing that he's built is like a really, you know, potentially supremely helpful and useful thing. Uh, and he's definitely not the one to root against in the equation of him versus Prince, I think. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's it just goes to show Mike Prince is willing to do anything yeah. to get what he wants, even if it comes at the expense of individuals at the country. Like it doesn't matter for him. And it's it's really disgusting. And I think the fact that he has such powerful people in his orbit helping him also is like 
unfortunate because it turns people like Kate Sacker into people that you don't want to root for. You yeah. know, you want you wanted her to walk away. You wanted her to get out. Um, I just would be surprised if by the end of the season, we don't have most people turning against Prince because if he is willing to kind of again, he he hurt Philip in the process of this whole entire situation. Who's to say he's not going to hurt other people? He's already hurt Scooter with the whole orchestra situation. Um, he'll hurt them all. He'll hurt them all. Yeah. Every last one of them. Every last one. So that's billions this week. That was our trip to the DMV. Do we feel like we uh, passed our roads test, our Chuck Rhodes test? I'm not going to lie. I passed my driving test on the first try. Wow. So. Look at you. Oh, my what God. Wow, what a brag. What a well, flag. to be fair, I drove my car in upstate New York. You know, it's not the, the most difficult of places to learn. And okay. I did, they didn't even make me parallel park. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible because I hate parallel parking. All I'm going to say is like wide rights. What are we talking about here? failing me on a wide right anyway that's how you you failed a wide right so stupid so stupid that is wide right stupid i'm still traumatized by it anyway that's our trip to the dmv hopefully we passed next week jess the <laughs> owl is the name of billions it's the who hour is, of the owl who is the owl is the question who is the owl uh i always say that chuck senior kind of reminds me of sam the eagle but maybe there's like a way that you could contort your head and he's sort of like an owl is sam the eagle the muppet yeah yeah i see that who is which which character on billions is the biggest hoot who's a hoot would you say, oh, that guy's a hoot. A hoot wags. Yeah, probably. Wags is owlish, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I can imagine him being like, it's a plan for me, the owl. The owl is like somebody who's going to stay up all night. Uh, and if I'm remembering my science classes, right, is going to have like really gross poop. Like lots of stuff that got like uh, turned I'll into a gross pellet. Poop? Yeah, I think it's gross poop or like they throw up a pellet that like there's something to dissect in the pellet. Ew. The owl's also very wise. And it could turn its head almost all the way around. Yes. It likes to eat Tootsie Pops. Loves a Tootsie Pop. Uh, tells you exactly how many licks it takes to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think a lot of ways in which, like, is the owl going to be some kind of key? Like, is, is some key wisdom on its way towards figuring out how mm -hmm. to tackle Prince? Uh, we only have five episodes of Billions left. It's it. I do think it's time to, like, Fire this thing online. We need to turn yeah. up the heat just a little bit, Jess. I mean, I'm ready for it. Turn all, turn it all the way up, baby. Turn it all the way up. We'll be back next week with more Billions podcasting. Make sure you're subscribed. PostureRecaps.com slash Billions for the RSS link. Or you can subscribe to our Succession podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. You can also just go to PostureRecaps.com slash subscribe to see absolutely everything that we are currently working on here on Post Show Recaps. See if something strikes your fancy. And if you want to watch us on video, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube is the way to do that. That's postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube for the video versions of the Billions podcast. I'm at Rand Howard, wherever you can find me. Jess, where are you? Hi, I'm at Nijo Sterling. All right, folks, we will be back next time with The Owl. Until then, you can go ahead and truck off.